Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors of little Van Halen doesn't get you moving on a weekend. I don't know what will. I mean, Mark Cox here, along with my partner, Bo Matthews, and producer Carl Middleman. Hi. Uh, just uh, here to inform you about what is going on out there that you can get involved in and in the uh, great outdoors because hunting season is upon us, my friend Bo. I'll tell you, it's it's been busy. It has really been busy out there, and uh, we're going to have a, a great conversation with a new guy from Drury Outdoors. Can't wait to talk to Jim Richmond in this program. Yeah, and have although... You, did, and, did, go ahead. Did you go out hunting last weekend? I did not. No, I didn't. I think my, I think my nephews did uh, with my uh, brother-in-law. I, I, I was uh, not available to do that because it was homecoming weekend. Oh. And I had other So he was cleaning his guns. <laughs> I was home <laughs> cleaning my gun at about that time. No, I'm I'm just kidding there. Although oh, I did joke porch. with my daughter that I, I asked her if she had a preference of which one I was cleaning when <laughs> the young man came over and she said, Dad, stop. Don't say that. So yeah, that that's uh, that's kind of what I did. Just a suggestion, so, Mark. <laughs> so uh, Big Fish, uh did you tear up when you saw your daughter dressed up oh, for, for so the homecoming? Beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little bit. She's growing up on me. Almost 16. She's going to be driving soon. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, later this and good guy. Did, did you vet the guy that took her out? Yes. Uh, it seemed like a very nice young man. So He knows police that can do background checks. <laughs> I'm telling you. I did not. <laughs> I did to. not. Although the thought crossed my mind. <laughs> yeah. I know when my daughter, my, my wife is the daughter of a police officer. And uh, I know growing up, that was certainly something that um, her Mark. dates were subjected to. <laughs> Dude, that's just smart. <laughs> probably me. Mm-hmm. He probably checked my background too before when he first uh, met me, even though I was from out of state. So I don't know. So, well, so, I, have uh, a, so I have a question. I heard a terrible rumor uh, oh, that no. that you were like in prison this week. Is that was that what it was? It, it was only for a few hours. Oh, good. Uh, I'm so happy. Thanks so for sending the bail that. money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so I'm, I'm, I work uh, with the Eureka Chamber of Commerce uh, doing spotlight videos and podcasts and things like that for the uh, businesses out there. And one of the members of the uh, chamber is the Missouri Eastern Correctional Center on Route 66 there, right? You know, right sure. in between Pacific and Eureka. 
And uh, so, you know, I, I got the email about a month ago saying, hey, this is where our next luncheon is going to be. And I was like, oh, sign me up. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm intrigued and I, I watch like, you know, uh, The Last Castle and, you know, the, uh, the Alcatraz, all these prison movies. I'm intrigued by it. I don't want to be there, but I've never really <laughs> been in a, in a facility like that. Orange is the New so, Black. You, you've been watching that? Oh, yeah, I watch okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, or King, uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Have you yeah. seen that mm-hmm. series? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. So, okay, so that that's all loaded in my noggin. I've seen all these programs <laughs> and everything. And we go in, and uh, the warden, Gregory Hancock, first warden I've ever met, besides my wife, um, uh, and uh, he, he kind of told us about, you know, the uh, uh, recidivism rate, I think is the word, um, on, right. you know, uh, uh, offenders, you know, leaving and, and then some of them do come back, but they really work hard on, on getting them back out into society with skills. And it's really a, a, an interesting place. But my story for you that I really wanted to share was we got to actually tour and walk through the yard, if you will, uh, where the offenders were, the inmates were just kind of walking around. And we were in closed groups of about 15 people. There was just a couple of us, a couple of groups. And we leave the welcome center or the visitor center and we're walking across the yard. It was a beautiful day on Wednesday. And all of a sudden, I, I start hearing gunshots. And I'm like, something is going down right now, right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking around, I'm looking around. And then it dawns on me, we are right across the street from St. Louis Skeeton Track. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that's what it was. <laughs> I, I, I did. I, it, but it took me a second to figure it out because I thought, you know, because you're walking in there and you're like, you don't know what could happen. He's I'm, thinking Shawshank Redemption. That's what he was worried mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. exactly my point uh or uh what's the one uh with uh, eating the eggs uh cool hand luke thank you yep. yeah nice all that stuff um but anyway uh the people that we met the, the offenders that we met uh you know they served us food and stuff uh, they actually served subway to us because they and thanks to subway for catering the thing but <laughs> it was really a neat experience again uh what's the guy's name ken uh oh here it is uh ken Corpecki, a former St. Louis County uh, cop for many years. He's out there trying to help these guys get back into society. So they're doing really good work out there. Yeah. And uh, um, but that, that when the gunshots went off, Mark, man, I, I should have had a, an adult diaper on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bo's Bo's imagining himself held captive inside the prison walls. Uh, I did briefly. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yep, we've all seen the movie. Well, and we had both men and women on these tours too, yeah, and this yeah, is yep. an all male facility. It's like, yeah, I don't get know. it. You know, the anyway, other... let me let me just put a plug in there. Yeah. They are desperate for correctional officers. Like they are down a lot. And if you're looking for a job, high school diploma, uh, you know, got your wits about you, it could be a great a great career for some of you. So good, good point. Check them out. Yeah, it's a good point. You know they the other help. the other uh, big story that happened this week, of course, that we can't not recognize what happened oh. in Israel. These horrible terrorist attacks by Hamas. Israel's taking care of business. They're 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 going to rid their country of this problem before this is over with. And I'm fully in support of that. But there was a report we- out this week, uh, Bo, about the fact that at our southern border in the last year. There have been over 70,000 people cross the border who are considered to be of special interest. What that means is they come from countries where terrorism is is a thing. So those are considered to be people of special interest. So the CPB that tries to do background checks, 
their home countries don't provide any information to the U.S., so you have no way of knowing if they what they've been involved in over there unless they're on a terrorist watch list. They did find 150 of those this year. Uh, but 70,000 people have come in here from Yemen and Syria and places like that where, and, and Iran where we know they foment terrorism. And Americans need to be aware. It's not about stoking fear. But right. here's, the, here's the biggest number I heard and the scariest thing I heard out of what happened in Israel. As a percentage of the population, that there were over 1,200 Israeli deaths. Do you know what that would equate to in the United States? They referred to it as their 9-11. Do you know how many people would have to die in the United States to be the equivalent of the number who died in Israel last weekend? 40,000. Imagine 40,000 Americans being killed in one terrorist attack. That's the equivalent of what happened in Israel last weekend. That's why this is a huge deal. And there's no reason to think with our open southern border that the United States is not a ripe target for for these militants, these these radical uh, terrorists of Hamas. And there's a lot of talk about uh, that, you know, uh, uh, certain people, even the United States funding with the six billion dollars that was given to Iran that, you know, somehow made it to uh, uh, Hamas and and is funding that. So it is quite frightening. And uh, we just need to be vigilant. Yeah. Um, A friend of mine is from Israel and uh, he is waiting for the call to be returned back home to fight. Look at how many people they have, like 300,000 of Israelites you know, stepping up to to fight for their country. You, that was amazing. You see the video of those paragliders dropping out of the sky? I did. I don't yes. ever want to hear somebody say to me once again, why do you need an AR-15? That's why I need an AR-15. Amen to that. Thank you very much. Amen. We will yep. continue to cover uh, those stories here as well for you. Uh, coming up, though, we're going to switch gears a little bit, move outdoors, talk about the fishing season. Yeah, it's largely over, but if you're a fisherman and you got a kid in high school, There's an event coming up you're going to want to know more about. We'll talk about it next on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Some of my uh, fondest memories, both as a child and as an adult, were fishing with uh, one of my uncles. The man just was the luckiest fisherman I've ever seen. So if you went with him, you kind of hoped that some of that rubbed off on you. And, and quite frankly, he taught me a lot over the years. I was never as good a fisherman as him, but I always loved it. So if your name is uh, nickname is Big Fish, what was his nickname? <laughs> uh, the Mountain Man. He was the Mountain oh, Man on the, on the CB radio. Okay. So I, I was the Big Fish. That's a, that's a good mentor in life, isn't <laughs> that's it? Right. That's right. That's right. Missouri Brush Control guest line is fired up, and we have uh, Pat Bowden, uh, or Bowden and Rod McGrew from the American Bass Fishing Alliance because they've got an event coming up that we want to definitely get the word out. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, and this is the Great Outdoors portion of the show, by the way. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Uh, so let's let absolutely good to have you guys on um this is a group that you guys have the american bass fishing alliance uh, tell me tell me what your your mission is well basically uh our mission is to de- is to develop and engage encourage and educate um our youth here high school youth in in the multiple aspects of the fishing industry that's that's our uh, that's our motto yeah, I, I think it's great. And um, uh, Rod, let, let me ask you this: I, I, I two kids that uh, went to Lafayette High School here in the Greater St. Louis area. Um, they have a friend who also went to Lafayette, I believe, who ended up doing some semi-pro fishing and and was involved in that. But I don't think they had like a team from the high school. Um, how how do you get this message out to some of these schools that? that aren't involved because clearly you're trying to get more kids to realize what a great industry this can be. Right. Exactly. And again, this is Pat Bowden talking. So, um, and so I think I'll let, I think I'll let Rod go ahead and fill us in on that one. Okay. What we may try to do is our main, main uh, objective is the high school fishing teams. If somebody is not registered or doesn't have a high school fishing team, Feel free to contact us, and if we have space available, we'll be glad to to sign them up to attend the conference. Well, with every big uh, event, Pat, uh, you know you've done this. This is your third annual. Uh, what what was the biggest thing? The biggest takeaway from last year to this year in running this event? I think the biggest takeaway we had was the success that uh, that you saw on, on our young high school anglers' faces. Uh, walking out the door and, and saying thank you so much for having this, uh, having the high school coaches contact us and say, man, that was the greatest thing. We want to be there next year. And uh, by doing that, it's just grown exponentially. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah, um, it's, and it's, it's, bi- it's, a it's a bi-state thing. It's a bi-state high school fi- uh, school bass fishing teams conference. So it's not a tournament, but it's more like a, a fishing show, like like the public fishing show, but it's for the kids. Well, what, what we have is we bring in a, a group of, of pro anglers, touring anglers. Um, this year we'll have, we'll have five touring pros that come in. And uh, we'll rotate the kids through each speaker like they would a regular high school day. They'll rotate through their classes. Uh, we also have uh, some vendors coming in that are elect- 
on the electronics end um, for Garmin and, and Lawrence and Humminbird, they'll have classes for the coaches and the boat captains while the kids are rotating through their uh, their own classes. So yeah. it's set up pretty neat. And then, of course, the vendors that we bring in, we'll give we'll give the uh, uh, student anglers time to rotate through there and talk to them about their products as well. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I again, I wish it was something. I'd had access to. I wish there was something like that when I was in school years ago. There may be people out there uh, interested in that, so hopefully they'll reach out. We'll, we can give out uh, uh, contact information here, but just to let people know, the event is coming up Saturday, December 2nd at Viani High School down there in Kirkwood off of uh, South Lindbergh there, Kirkwood Road in uh, 44. Uh, you have limited availability, right? Uh, to only 200 slots, is that right? Yeah, we have... Uh Right now, we have approximately 120 to 130 students sign up. So we have we have some room available. Some of the the uh, teams have more than 20 students, so they they have them on a standby list. But yes, we have we have space available, and uh, for information, they can get a hold of us at American Bass Fishing Alliance at Gmail dot com, and we can give them some additional information. Yeah. What what is the what's the is there a season? I mean, kind of for people who have never heard of this or they weren't aware of it because maybe their their school doesn't have a team and they're, and they're brand new to it. Is is it is it a uh, like a weekly or a monthly competition? How how is this set up? Um, the the high school teams in Missouri have uh, schedules that basically will have tournaments, probably five or six tournaments that run during the summer months. Okay. And they'll have they'll have, be competing against teams from St. Louis teams will be competing against teams from uh, the Table Rock area, Lake of the Ozarks area, Kansas City area, uh, basically across the state, and uh, you know not necessarily any any fantastic money prizes, but a lot of bragging rights for the students. Oh, sure. Sure. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> um, you've yeah. got listed on your information for us that you'll have vendors out there. Uh, what what other vendors besides Garmin will be on, on site? Oh, we have plenty of other companies. We What we tried to do was the local flavor by having some local companies come in, like, like uh, Denny Dennis, Sporting Goods, Dunn, Sporting sure. Goods. And then we've got some bigger names, of course, that are that are backing this this event like Lose and Strike King and, and Bass Pro Shop and and uh, Shimano um, will be there. But we've got uh, some we have some non fishing industry partners as well. Some are real real estate uh, uh, companies and and some are just individuals that want to contribute uh, to make this a success for uh, for these young anglers. But yeah, we've got a lot of companies coming in, uh, pr- probably close to thirty. Um, vendors that'll be there that day. Uh, Jim Crowley is one of our speakers. Uh, Jim Crowley is, uh, he has his own radio show called Jim Crowley Outdoors um, and also Slickfish Radio. He's one of our guys that the kids really wanted to have back this year. So we're, uh, we're going to bring him back. So, but uh, yeah, as far as, as, um, as vendors, it's all uh, primarily uh, fishing industry related. And uh, we, like I said, tried to keep it uh, local so that uh, the kids can speak to these guys and figure out, well, what kind of bait should I be using for right now or this coming spring? And, 
and uh, these guys are there to help them uh, even with that. Yeah, I think I got a new idea there, Bo. How about Big Fish Radio? I could do that. Love it. Uh, Love that? it. Yeah, there yeah. That, yeah, I think. To, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not going to steal his idea. great podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, so, but Pat, maybe put in perspective for people how this industry has grown over the years. I, mean, I remember growing up and watching TV shows with, with you know, with Fisher, with fishermen. I, I forget the names over the years. Babe Winkleman. Babe Winkleman. That's one of them. I'm glad you, I'm glad you thought of it. Uh, how, how has the industry changed? Because clearly it benefits the industry, as you mentioned, to, to garner more interest among our youth. Absolutely. Uh, Rod and I have been both in the fishing industry as regional pro staff anglers, um, I, I've been in it for 23 years. Rod's been in it for about 30 years. And uh, so we, it, this all started a couple of years ago. We were, we were fishing on Table Rock with a, a good friend and, and a, uh, elite, a bass elite pro angler by the name of Brian Snowden. And we were just talking a little bit about what's going on, and he asked us, well, what have you guys been up to? And Rod and I both had been going around doing onesie-twosies with uh, um, – going in and visiting the clubs, the uh, fishing teams that, that were on campus, wherever that may have been. And we'd go in and, and we'd give some seminars to them, just he and I. Well, Brian goes, well, have you ever thought about doing something a little bit bigger on a larger scale? And um, the light came on. And Rod looked at me and I looked at Rod. And, and uh, <laughs> on the way home from that day of fishing, we said, yeah, we think we could do this. Well, so that's exactly what happened. We formed an LLC and uh, got this thing stood up, and then um, then it's, it kept growing to a size where we need to to form a a fully nonprofit organization, which is American Bass Fishing Alliance, and uh, we're five hundred one c three tax exempt now, the whole nine yards, wow. uh, just to handle the influx uh, of uh, people that are wanting to jump on board to help these high school students get that maybe get that college scholarship or, or who knows they may be one of the next one of the next people that walk across the stage at the Bassmaster Elite Series or something. Wow. Uh, what a great story and how it how the genesis of it came to be and here we are in the third year for you gentlemen. Um and you know the the kids that were in it year 1, year 2 uh and maybe you know graduated and moved on but uh how cool it must it be to get together December 2nd and see these kids telling their own fish stories of their summer and what happened, you know, what they caught, how, and it's no different getting, you know, young people into something like this, getting away from the video games and screens and they're doing something outdoors. They're breathing fresh air. There's so many positives to this. It's kind of like Mark and I've talked several times and we've had them on, uh, like, uh, the, uh, the young shooters, uh, skeet shooting, uh, teams that Trek are out shooters, there. Yeah. It's, uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's yeah. very similar or, or it's like any VFW. They're just looking for new blood to come in. It's 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 a good organization. We're doing good things, and I think it's word of mouth, and that's why we do this show uh, to to spread that word. So we want to make sure the availability uh, gets filled up for your two hundred slots. Uh, where can uh, parents or or even the students that are listening go to get this information and get signed up? Well, basically, what we need to do is have them reach out to us through. American Bass Fishing Alliance at gmail.com. Our marketing director will handle all the, the incoming emails, and um, and then he'll forward those to both Rod and I, and we'll basically send a packet out via email uh, to those that are requesting on, on how they have to go through the registration process. Some, some of the um, 
young anglers don't have a, a, a high school team. And, right. But there are other high school teams out there that are willing to take them on as one of their, their team anglers. And so we'll, we'll do a lot of behind-the-scenes things by hooking those people up directly with those coaches that are, are, are able to take on added anglers. So, yeah, they just need to reach out to us through American Bass Fishing Alliance at gmail.com. Wow. And uh, like I said, our marketing director there, he will, he will take care of everything and forward it uh, so we can get the information out. Sounds like a good time. Again, Saturday, the 2nd of December over at Viani High School. Go to the website to find out more details. Uh, Pat Bowden and Rod McGrew, thank you for your time and, and your efforts. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for having us on board, guys. I appreciate it and uh, appreciate everything you guys do on, on your radio program. You bet. We'll uh, we'll talk hey, again if, soon. If I can inject one thing, if, yeah. uh, I'd like to invite you guys. If you'd be interested in coming out to the event and doing a little remote thing, <laughs> we'd be happy to have you. Well, a guy with a nickname Big Fish, uh, he'd probably make that happen, <laughs> couldn't he? <laughs> well, that's, that's what I think. Yeah, better to be a big fish than a little minnow. That's so. always <laughs> been my argument. I, I just have to wow. tell you. Uh, thank you for the invite, guys. We appreciate it. All right, thank, thank you. you guys. Yeah, all right, thank take, you take, take care. All right, same here. <laughs> bye bye. Absolute big fish TV. I can see it all. I've got a whole. Uh, oh man, uh, yeah. The they will come the from market. the grave and be your special guest. <laughs> yeah. Pat Bowden and Rod McGrew, American Bass Fishing Alliance at Gmail dot com on our Missouri Brush Control guest line. That that's really cool. Just you know, encouraging young people to get into it. You know, you may not have an uncle that's into fishing like you had, or a grandfather or a dad like I did. Um, I, I think it's a great opportunity. My nephews are fruit for fishing. They, I mean, if they, if it's a if it's a warm day and they don't have school, sometimes even after school, they're even fishing a little pond in their neighborhood. It's uh, it's crazy. They, they... Fake, or fake sick? Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't know like what you're today. talking about. I have to tell my nephew about this. He'll love it. All right, uh, going from, you know, the fishing season's kind of coming to an end with the cooler weather, uh, but hunting season is just uh, sort of uh, ramping up right now. They just had the first weekend of, uh, of gun deer season. The the bow hunters are out there. We're going to talk to Jim Richmond from Drury Outdoors coming up on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away, it's a damn shame. It's Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Alongside Mark Cox, my name is Bo Matthews. Our executive uh, DJ and producer <laughs> is Carl Middleman. Pew, pew. Uh, great selection for this segment uh, of, of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. This segment is actually brought to you by Razorback Armory and Deer Hunters. If you thought, oh, I only go shopping at uh, the gun stores with lots of camo. Razorback Armory doesn't have a lot of camo gear. They've got some, a couple of things, but they are more about the the weapon that you are going to use 
in the field when you are uh, when you are deer hunting. So check out RazorbackArmory.com. They're in the pair, just near 270 in Manchester. Can't beat it. On the Missouri Brush Control guest line, our guest, Jim Richmond, hence the song that was played at the beginning of this. Thank you, Carl. Uh, we finally have a replacement for Tim Chelsvik. Wow, we've been looking for a long time. <laughs> He's the assistant editor at Drury Outdoors based in Bloomsdale, Missouri, and living the dream. Welcome to the show for the very first time, Jim. How are you, sir? Hey, it's awesome to be here. Thanks, guys. Uh, you have a, a mission in your life, faith, family, and the outdoor lifestyle, uh, and we, we've already begun uh, antlerless deer. Um, what's what's the report from Drury Outdoors on this that first weekend? Well, it was really it was really active, guys. Um, I know for a fact that as I'm looking through the DeerCast app and seeing all of the stuff that's happened, we had our first really big cold front of the fall. And I know there was a lot of people participating in the antlerless season. My son and I did, and we were successful. I think we brought home four, four does this time. Um, but uh, as far as that cold front goes, the bow hunters had a killer weekend. Um, they, we, we saw a lot of really nice deer being harvested. So you kind of had to take, take your pick. You know, It was going to be either uh, go out with the, the rifles and take care of some does on your property or take the, the archery tackle out and see if you can get on that big buck you've been chasing yeah yeah true uh, so you took your son out for 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 the firearm portion of it which was new this year people people kind of had to make an adjustment for that right yeah yeah it, it felt weird at first to be really <laughs> honest with you um, i've grown up in missouri uh rifle hunting and so to be walking around with a firearm this early in the season felt a little bit strange but i tell you what it was a great opportunity to get those kids out there and get them sharp for the youth season that's coming up soon yeah, that's true. I know my my nephews will be taking part in that as well. It is weird to have an opportunity for a gun season before youth gun season. Usually, that kind of kicks it off, and then then the adults get to go after that in in uh, November. So, um, yeah, what what you know, we talked to Tim obviously over the years about Deercast. Just to remind people, uh, Jim, about that and what what it can do for you as a hunter because you know i'll wake up while well, I, I drive to work at three in the morning for my regular job here at the radio station and there will be some days when there are deer all over the place like camped out on the side of the road as i'm driving in and running all over the place and other days where i'll get up and it'll be a beautiful morning and i won't see a deer a uh, deer cast helps you it, it helps tell you as a hunter the days when the deer are more likely to be active correct yeah, and, you know, Mark and Terry have uh, they've put together a ton of information over the last 20 years, and basically what they've done is, is they put that information into this algorithm in DeerCast. And, I, and if I remember correctly, it's like something like 13 data points or something like that that factors in things like moon phase, weather conditions, barometric pressure. All of those things are put together to forecast even if it's going to be a nice morning, whether or not based on the phase of the year, whether or not it's going to be a good movement day. Um, you also have to factor in um, that Mark and Terry are, are uh, after the, the mature deer, the big deer, the deer that they've been watching for a while. And so these things all are all put together in deer cast so that it takes a lot of the guesswork. I, I remember as I was kind of developing as a deer hunter, uh, as a young man, I was having to pull all kinds of different data from different places all kinds of different websites and whatnot. But with DeerCast, I can use that and just flip it flip it open on my phone and see, hey, you know, today's going to be a, a poor day. But I can also look at things like wind direction and go, well, 
even though DeerCast says poor, I can still look at the wind direction all in one place, and I can say, you know, I've got a really good stand for this wind direction. Like last night, for example, I went out and uh, went into a spot that I knew the wind was going to be good. I saw some deer. I didn't see any of the deer that I was really chasing, but uh, DeerCast really helps put all those pieces together so that you don't have to spend so much time in, a, in front of a computer screen determining whether or not today is going to be a good day. Yeah, Jim Richmond, assistant editor at Drury Outdoors, is our guest on the Missouri Brush Control guest line. And uh, question for you: so, so DeerCast for those that are not familiar that have never downloaded the app, it's not like a Fish Finder or like the Waze app where you can like locate, you know, you can pinpoint where the the cops are or where the big fish are on a on a on a. On a uh, well, no, I'm yeah, no, no. Who knows what point. this technology yeah. can do? Yeah. Um. But so you don't have users are not providing information to the app, correct? Correct. Yeah. They now you can download. We have a social feed that you can upload. You know your kill pictures to and things like that. And we love that. Part of my job is going through and finding those awesome posts that people put up in that feed, and we curate them yeah. and put them. Uh, some of them go onto the feed, but no, we're, we're not really. Uh, we we might watch them. We might say, hey, you know, during this time of the year, we see a lot of pictures coming in. But most of the information that we're putting together is coming from our hunting team. It's coming from um, from that historical data that we've seen through trail camera pictures and all that stuff. Um, but it does also have a feature called maps. So we can, uh, for example, let's say you put your camera out in July or August and you get a big deer on camera. On maps, you can place a, a waypoint or you can mark a, a camera icon and you can put in there, hey, I saw this big deer on this date under these conditions. And you can track that all season. Uh, that's really helpful too. Oh, I'll, I'll bet it is. Yeah, for sure. So, Jim, I know uh, one thing that you do is a, you have your own TV channel on YouTube. Tell us about that. Yeah, I have. Uh, I started my own. Uh, it's called Share the Wild with Jim Richmond, and it's a very, very new channel. So, um, I I put some hunts up there every once in a while. I went on a great turkey hunt last spring with some friends and. I tend to, I try to document my trips uh, and put them together by myself. I'm not the greatest video editor or videographer in the world, but I try to put something together that I can at least look back on and say, hey, you know, this was an awesome trip. So, yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Well, yeah, well, yeah I mean, it's, it, it's fun, particularly to to see people who have the, you, you can downplay your ability to edit, but to have the technology to not only go into the woods and successfully hunt, but to record it at the same time. Because let me tell you, I'm not there. I struggle enough with the hunting side of it that worrying about getting video of it has never been part of my game plan. <laughs> well, it's certainly a challenge. Um, for some reason, deer hunting has become a bigger challenge with it than turkey hunting for me. Um, I started using a, a hunting saddle this year. Uh, which is just another device that we use to to um, uh, to get into places that we want to hunt that we not, can't necessarily hang a stand, um, and started filming out of that this season, and that's been another you know just ratcheting up the the challenge for of it. I've gotten a lot of good footage so far this year, but like I said, none of it has been on the deer that I really want to get after. So it's it's uh, hopefully uh, coming up soon we'll be able to do that too. Jim, you know, the weather worked out. That was fantastic. And uh, the, the excitement for deer hunting season is definitely there. Uh, but I, I've never heard the term hunting saddle. Please explain what that is. Yeah. Um, so the saddle hunting method has been around, I believe, since the 80s in small pockets across the country, especially in southeast, the southeastern United States, um, where, you know, they hunt big pine forests. 
basically everything they're hunting out of looks out looks like a telephone pole, right? Okay. Um, so essentially, what they're doing or what we're doing is utilizing technology that arborists or um, electricians have used for a long time to scale power poles and and trees. And so you're in a uh, it's a it's basically a sling that you sit in, and then it also has some uh, tethering so you have like a lineman's rope that goes around the tree and then you have a tether that you can sit in to support your weight up in the tree it's just another really mobile way uh, to get into places for for example a public land deer hunter uh, because of laws they go into places where they can't necessarily you know put tree steps into a tree or screw anything into a tree to damage a tree anything like that well, we have the means through a saddle to be able to hike in a long way under, you know, extremely light, ultralight hunting is what a lot of people call it, and get into places that a lot of people can't go with a heavy climber's climbing stand or ladder stand or something like that. Uh, it's just another really mobile and really ex- – it opens new access to places that a lot of people haven't been able to get into without saddles. So I'm picturing a hammock. I mean, is, I mean, is it like is it goes between two trees? Is that right? No, um, so you're attached. You're attached to one tree. So, in other words, you sit facing the tree very closely. Okay. Um, and you can you sit in this in this saddle. My <laughs> my daughter likes to call it my diaper stand. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, now I picture it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you sit you sit in it. You support your weight in it. You have a uh, either you can stand on your steps or your platform, and you kind of lean back into it. It supports the weight uh, away from the tree. It's really good for uh, like a two-man set. So if someone's really? trying to film, yeah. So um, in other words, if you've got a hunter that's on a platform stand or hunting out of a saddle themselves, as a cameraman, you can get into that saddle and you have full mobility, almost 180 degrees around that tree. You can swing around and do whatever you need to. In fact, last night on my hunt uh, that I was hunting out of a saddle, I was able to, I uh, had a little buck come in. He actually rattled him in. He came in within about five yards of me and I was able to shift myself around the tree to be able to get footage of him without ever, I didn't want to take him. So I want to just get camera footage of him, and and that's what I was able to do. So the mobility factor goes way up with the saddle. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at pictures online as you're talking, I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, yeah, it looks like a diaper. So your daughter's (laughs) right. Um, and, and, and it's comfortable. Uh, I mean, you can be up there for a, a quite, quite a while. Yeah, a lot of guys, I haven't tried it yet myself, but a lot of guys will do an all-day sit uh, in November, you know, late October, November for the rut. Dang. They'll they'll do an all-day all sit in a saddle. Now, it does take some adjustment and some getting used to, uh, and certain brands of saddles are a little more comfortable than others. And I know, actually, I just put an article about this up on DeerCast. You can uh, just search my name on DeerCast, and it should pull it up about, you know, if a saddle is right for you. Now, because saddle hunting has been so popular, now – um, there are all kinds of iterations of different saddles uh, style-wise. You mentioned a hammock. I know there's one out there I saw the other day that literally looks like a hammock that you just sit in and right. kind of swing around in the tree. <laughs> so yeah, I most of them dumb, are like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, you know? I have a dumb question because I have found myself with the ability to doze off in, in single-digit temperatures in a tree stand while waiting for a deer. What would happen if you fell asleep in the saddle? Uh, I know my I legs would, would fall asleep. Of, fall I would asleep. not be afraid of that at all. Okay, uh, all right, I, all right. <laughs> yeah, I feel safer, honestly. I feel safer in a saddle because I have multiple points of contact. Okay, um, all right. Rather than putting my trust in, a, like, a platform stand, 
Um, <laughs> I had a good friend of mine that his, his stand actually gave out from under him one, one year when he was installing them. And so, mm. uh, but, and he actually, uh, damaged his back pretty badly and he hunts out of a sort of, a um, I don't know. It's a, it's a saddle, but it's like a hybrid saddle that he can just sit down in and it supports him really well. And he loves it. Wow, maybe that's uh, maybe that's the new trend. I'm sure you can see one of those on Grace in the Wild TV on YouTube, right? Um, in, on Grace in the Wild, I haven't put anything up there yet. Um, that's actually my family's channel that we do a lot and have a lot of fun with. Um, you can see some great recipes. I haven't put a lot of deer hunts on there or anything because of YouTube, you know, kind of throttling hunts uh, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have to be careful about that. But that's a really fun channel that my family and I put together several years ago. We put a lot of recipes and, you know, just adventures that we do, uh, going out mushroom hunting and things like that. My son actually has a couple hunts up on there that have been a lot of fun as well. Oh, I'll bet. So what are you looking forward to the most? What's your favorite season? Is it turkey or deer? Am I assuming it's deer? Uh, well, you know, I'm a I'm an avid turkey hunter. Okay. I love spring turkey hunting. Um, right. I don't do much fall turkey hunting because I, I love to bow hunt for, for big whitetails. Um, but I will say this, my favorite time of the year is coming up here in about two weeks. It's what we call pre-lock um, on deer cast. It's basically phase, our phase four is what we call it. Um, it's the time when we can rattle and grunt. We get a lot of, we start seeing a lot of chasing and things like that. <clears throat> that's my favorite time of year. I love being out with my bow during that time of year. That's great. Okay. Faith, family, and the outdoor lifestyle. Boy, hunting is a great way to uh, share uh, great Bible scriptures with your family. And with a fa- being a father of three, I'm sure that's implemented an easy way uh, when you're out there doing that. Grace in the Wild TV is the YouTube channel. Jim Richmond, we can tell Tim Chelsvik, he has been replaced with a better guy. No, I'm just <laughs> No, tell Tim we said hello and congratulations on his move. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We hope to talk to you again soon. Hey, thank you, guys. You have a good deer season. Stay safe and shoot straight. Thank you. I appreciate that. Amen. Absolutely. Still working in, out of my, uh, my, I guess I'll have to get a saddle placed down there on the Bo Matthews estate for that big buck he showed me a picture you of. You say this every week and he I shoots know, you he down. Keeps, does, keeps shooting me down because his wife's like feeding the darn thing or something. <laughs> well, hey, hold on now. Hold on. We're just, we're just, we're a sanctuary. Let's okay, go. With that. Okay. Uh, you've, uh, you've got a sanctuary city down there in the Bo Matthews estate. Oh, no. Don't say that. No. Not that kind of, okay. You don't like that. <laughs> wow. Um, no, but have you, did you pull up uh, Google images of the, the hunting saddles? I did not. Have you seen no, it? I, I did not. I'm envisioning what it what it would look like, which is why I was it, a little it, afraid if I fell asleep, I'd <laughs> fall over. Yeah, I, like I said, I know my my legs would fall asleep for sure. But uh, no, it's kind of cool looking, actually. Some of my best memories sitting in a tree stand. I've, I've got some pictures of this somewhere on my phone. It's you know 12 degrees outside. It's there's a double tree stand. I used to take my son every year until he started hunting on his own. And inevitably, at some point in the morning, he's all fired up to get out there. It's cold. We climb up in the tree stand. We get all settled in. And suddenly, I feel his head over on my shoulder, and he's falling asleep. Boom. Um, out boom. like a light. Just out like a light. Yep. Just just fantastic. And, you know, <laughs> I let him, let him sleep and keep my eye out in case I saw something. Um, just great memories. Good time of year to, to, uh, to, to build more of those. And thrilled we could get Jim on here to talk about it. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Have a great rest of your weekend. See you, boys.
Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 